Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome, everyone, to Stoppage Time. We are in the final week of the regular season here, rounding the corner. Auburn is looking to get into this SEC tournament. Next week, we have an Alabama team in the way coming to visit Auburn Soccer Complex this week. But we're going to review these past two games against Vanderbilt and Arkansas. It was a rough weekend for the Tigers, really didn't fare too well. Got off to an unlucky start against Vanderbilt, even though I thought personally the team played well. We'll talk about that more later. Uh, and then took a pretty hard L to Arkansas. We're going to go ahead and break those down, but I think, Peter, you got some news and notes first? I do. I got some actually some good news and good notes. Sarah LeBeau broke an, a new SEC record this weekend as she started her 84th consecutive match uh, in the goal. She passed Auburn's Megan Rivera, who previously held the SEC record. So LeBeau has been starting since her freshman year. So that's quite an accomplishment, 84 matches i'm pretty sure she'll be starting against alabama that'll be 85 but that's an sec record drew yeah this this gives a great chance for sarah lebeau to really extend that record uh keep that going hopefully we get some sec play in there and we with the sec play hopefully that leads to the ncaa tournament verse so hopefully this record can go up and be something another tiger can take later down the road all right let's look at our match our first match was against number 12 vanderbilt on thursday in the 52nd minute, Taylor Troutman knocks a Vandy player down in the box. Vandy is awarded a PK and converts. Nil, one, Vandy. In the 64th minute, Auburn can't corral a bouncing cross, and Vandy finds the back post. Nil, two, Vandy. In the 73rd minute, Auburn blocks multiple shots but doesn't clear the ball. Vandy is able to find the far corner. Nil, three, Vandy. And Vandy would win in final time. Nil, three. Auburn has seven shots, four on goal. Vandy had 16 shots, seven on goal. Sarah LeBeau had four saves in this match. Drew, you stated that Auburn started or played this game really well, and I agree with you, especially they really started very, really well. Uh, they were really playing up to the competition, I felt. Uh, they knew who was coming in. Uh, Vanderbilt came in with 13 wins, one loss, and one draw, I believe. So they were really good. They were top of the, the table in the SEC. And Auburn really met that competition, especially in the first half. Vandy was only allowed three shots in the first half. Uh, the second half got away with, with them a little bit after the PK, and Vandy ended up with 13 shots in the second half to Auburn's six shots. Yeah, the, the second half definitely got away, and I, I, I think the issue you and I are about to talk about is a is an obvious one, and it's, it's going to be the Taylor Troutman penalty. Uh, but, yeah, I think Auburn got off to a great start, played well, but ultimately ended up kind of getting robbed of the of the style of play that they had begun with. And so uh, I just, I was a little infuriated by the, by the Vanderbilt game. I thought that was a game Auburn definitely should have at least gotten a draw from, but ended up taking a three, 0 loss, which I think the scoreline doesn't reflect the, 
the effort put forth by this Auburn team. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I really do. I felt like they've played really well, especially in the first half. But after that penalty kick and that goal, they just kind of fell behind. And we've just not really trailed very well this season. Uh, and let, let's just go ahead and talk about the PK. Uh, I don't really know what your opinion is on it. Uh, I don't know if – well, I'll just ask you. Did you think it was a good penalty kick or, or, or a good penalty or, or, or not? I, I I thought it was shoulder to shoulder. I didn't, I didn't think that was a penalty in the slightest. Uh, that was Taylor Troutman beat her to the spot on a 50, 50 ball. And that's that, uh, that that's all I saw in it. It was very similar to a play that we saw, um, Trevor Acock taken down in the box earlier. Uh, so this is, this wasn't a call that, uh, wasn't, wasn't in the ref's mind. Like the ref had just seen a play like this, maybe 15 minutes before. And Trevor Acock was, I think taken down in a worse way than anything Ter- Taylor Troutman did. Uh, she just went shoulder to shoulder. She didn't dip. She didn't look for the contact. She just was going for the ball, won the ball cleanly, I thought, and was ultimately penalized for it. And that just caused the the whole game to change. Auburn had to open up. They had to play a different style. Uh, maybe at the time we were getting a little bit deeper in the game, and that could have been something that, that Auburn was looking to hit on the counter or saving their energy for a late run, but ultimately – at that point in time, against a really good team, Auburn had to open up the game, and I just don't think that's something that Coach Hoppe wanted to do at the time, and I think Coach Hoppe was just as angry with the goal, too, but she did a good job of uh, not getting tossed out of this game. Yeah, it kind of looked like a 50-50 ball to me. I don't have much opinion on that foul, whether the, whether Vandy got that PK or not, but the rest have to call the game both ways, and that's what I saw in the match. If you call a foul in the box against one team, you don't owe the other team a foul uh, or a makeup call, but you do owe it to the other team to call the game the same way for them as you called for the, the, the first team that got the first penalty. And we saw Vandy commit several knocks and several fouls inside the box against our players that were more egregious than Troutman's foul, and I think you'd agree with that. And the refs chose to ignore those. And I really think the refs just kind of did Auburn a disservice here by not calling the game the same way for both sides. Yeah, I, I agree. And I I definitely don't think this is like I, – I, it's not a ref thing of like I want to blame the refs for this loss. We, we obviously let in those two goals. But in this case, it's one of those that, yeah, maybe outfield fouls are a little bit different. Uh, fouls in the run of play, open play. But whenever you're getting into the box, you want to make sure you're getting that call right because in soccer, it's much different than most sports. Well, it's really not. In most sports, giving up like a free opportunity to score can change the tide of a game. And in this case, in soccer, in such a tight game against such a good team, uh, getting a call like that in the box where you give them a penalty kick, fine if you want to call that a penalty kick. But like you mentioned, we saw – Two specific plays I can mention. We already talked about the ACOC one. There was another one uh, really about five minutes after that goal of an Auburn player getting taken down the box right in front of the ref. And we see the announcers also like screaming for a foul. And it was just one of those. It was kind of hard to fathom of what was the difference in between the two fouls. Uh, I I don't think this was a game that ultimately the, the ref lost for us. But I think the ref did help in the process. Ultimately, Auburn could have done more to to win the game. I, I don't think that there's any doubt about that. But I do I do think that the ref opened up the game and made Auburn change their style of play in a, a very unfortunate way. You know, I was thinking about other sports that had 
something similar to this, you know, like, like a PK. And the closest I could come up with is a balk in baseball with the bases loaded that, you know, walks and run in, uh, I guess. But either way, a, a PK in the box is, is pretty killer for a team. It, it can be defended, but it's usually not. And you would just like to see that called the same way both ways for Auburn and for Vanderbilt, just for fairness of play for everyone. Yeah, and I mean, I think Vanderbilt, uh, I, they, if they would have been in this position, they would have been clamoring for a for a free or a foul in the box too. Had we gotten the penalty kick earlier, and then they uh, they didn't get one on that play, so I, I can see it both ways. It's just hard whenever your team's coming on the other side of that. Well, before we move on to the Arkansas match, I do want to give a shout out to Caitlin. Uh, Drew and I were really jealous of of all the uh, the people attending the game. They got the free Karen Hoppe bobblehead, so she stepped in for us. She snagged us two and sent them to us. And uh, Drew, these are uh, really legit bobbleheads for a free giveaway. I was expecting you know something plastic, something you know I could put on my desk. This is like legit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Karen's a real MVP. We tried to reach out to Chandler. Chandler stood us up. Uh, but Karen's a real Auburn fan and a real Auburn student and someone who loves Auburn and part of the Auburn family. I, I think at that point in time, we have demoted Chandler to step child status and is not really part of our family anymore. Uh, because he's halfway Bammer anyways, but yeah, these are pristine coach Hoppa bobblehead dolls. And I look forward to coach Hoppa bobbling her head on my desk for many years to come. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, so we'll just move on. Uh, on Sunday, Auburn went to Fayetteville, Arkansas, to play, to take on Arkansas. In the fourth minute, Arkansas works the ball into the box, crosses, and hammers it home for the nil-one Arkansas lead. In the 23rd minute, Arkansas beats an Auburn defender on the wing and catches Auburn in a 2v1 situation. Arkansas delivers the ball into the top of the net, nil-two Razorbacks. In the 61st minute, Auburn is able to get one back when Bree Folds picks up the ball at the top of the box. She sends a short pass to Angeline Daly, who shoots and scores 1-2 Arkansas. In the 63rd minute, Arkansas sends a corner kick into the box that gets lost in traffic. Arkansas picks it up and scores 1-3 Arkansas. Arkansas would win in final time 1-3. Auburn had 14 shots, 6 on goal. Arkansas had 18 shots, 10 on goal. Sarah LeBeau had 6 saves in the match. Auburn would end the weekend 11-5-1 and and 3-5-1 and in the SEC. Drew, Arkansas really came out of the gate fast, uh, faster than I expected. I think faster than our, our ladies expected. They created some really heavy pressure on Auburn. Auburn had a really hard time maintaining possession to really do anything with the ball. Uh, even Coach Hoppe, or Auburn really seemed uh, frustrated because of this pressure, because of uh, their inability to, to maintain possession to keep the ball. But on top of that, they seemed a little sluggish, I thought. Even Coach Hoppe commented on how slow they started, and after the first goal, they were really playing catch-up. And this team has struggled coming from behind in SEC play this season, as we even saw with the uh, the uh, the Vanderbilt match. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that was on fire, scoring at will, and actually shutting teams out mostly at will. And Auburn's just hit SEC play, and it's like we hit a wall and forgot who we were. It's been a difficult road, and we've had some odd games in there. I think you and I talked about this today. Is that I, I think there's two games we can point to that were games that I think Auburn played really well against high quality teams. I think Vanderbilt and Texas A&M, but I think in both of those games were the only ones where we see the ref kind of come into play. Um, so I would like to see 
kind of what happened if that draw went a little more our way. But ultimately, the the offense overall and the midfield look very frustrated. It it just looks like there's not an answer for what's going on. And I was thinking on this and trying to kind of make sense of it a little bit. And I think one thing that we need to look at and notice is this is still a very young team. I think we forgot the way they started out that this really isn't like a senior laden team at all. This isn't a team of full upperclassmen who are just ready to go. Like we have a lot of sophomores and freshmen getting playing time on this team. And I, I think that's something we need to take into account. Obviously didn't come out as fast as we wanted to, but I think this is one of those, like this is a growing pain situation. This is, we have a lot of these girls learning on the job. Emmy Craven's one of them. Melanson's one of them. Like they're doing phenomenal, but they're also learning as they go. And like, those are difficult times. We have deals in the midfield. And I mean, even players like Trevor Acock coming over from uh, Forum or is it Furham? Furman. Is that where she Furman. came from? Yeah, Furman. Gosh, I don't know why I can't say that, but like that, this isn't like the level of competition she's been used to playing at. So there's a lot of growth, a lot of change. Uh, Whitaker's learning a new position. Uh, Coach Hoppe like has this team in a phenomenal place for the uh, for where I think most people thought they would be at the beginning of the season, and has done some phenomenal things, setting records for the program. But I think we need to kind of take a step back. And look at the fact of, yeah, these are growing pains that maybe should have happened at the beginning of the season that the team just over-talent or out-talented people. But now we're coming to the technical side of it and we're seeing some of these growing pains that maybe we missed out on at the beginning of the season. You call them growing pains. I just call it the SEC. Drew, the SEC is just tough. We've had so many ranked teams this season. We played South Carolina. They were ranked. Texas A&M, we talked about that match and how well we played in that match. They were ranked very high. Uh, Vanderbilt now is the top ranked team in the SEC and in a top 10 team. So growing pains, yes, this is a young team. I agree with that. But first of all, the SEC is just hard. And second of all, I do agree with you that this team is young. Uh, I'm not trying to make an excuse for them or even right off this season. Uh, to me, that makes me very excited for next season. I'm not looking past what we're going to do in the SEC tournament. And I do believe we're going to make it uh, or the NCAA tournament. But there's just going to be so much more soccer in the in these ladies in the future because it is a, such a young team that I'm really excited for next year and the future for them. I, yeah, I agree. Like I, I don't want to write off this season at all either because we're still sitting at eleven five and one. That's not anything to shake your fist at. Uh, my my issue would be uh, I don't want us to get the mentality of shutting it down. I think this team. And me personally, I, I imagine you feel this way as well. I think we'd be disappointed if we're, one, if we're not going to even make the SEC tournament, but two, if we don't make the NCAA tournament, because I think that's something we've become accustomed to. I think that's something that is expected from this Auburn program, no matter what the turnover is. Uh, I, I think it'd be disappointing not to make the NCAA tournament, even in spite of some of these issues. And I hope that's that's kind of a motivating tool that that's used. Drew, at the start of SEC play, did you think that we might be on the brink of not making the tournament this year, the SEC tournament? I, I, I didn't think so. Uh, I thought, you know, we'd have some hard games with obviously A&M and South Carolina and just some games that we typically have trouble with being LSU. But I didn't think that we would kind of be knocking on this win or go home scenario this this weekend against Alabama 
that's not something I had in the cards, but ultimately, you know, that's just the SEC. Sometimes we learn that in every sport so far in the SEC, no matter what game we're playing. So uh, like you mentioned, SEC is just a rough world to be in. Well, these two losses create a bit of a predicament for us as far as the SEC tournament goes. Uh, it made our upcoming rivalry match against Alabama mean a lot more than we were really expecting because it's almost a play-in match for the SEC tournament. Uh, I just want to kind of look at the table real fast. Uh, right now, Auburn is sitting... All right, the top 10 teams enter the SEC tournament. And right now, Auburn is sitting with 10 points. We're ahead of Missouri, Alabama, Mississippi State, Georgia and Kentucky. Now, Georgia and Kentucky are pretty much eliminated. They're going to play each other uh, this week, and it doesn't really matter what happens in those matches. They're going to be eliminated. They're not going to make it. Uh, we're worried about Mississippi State, Alabama, and Missouri. Now, Missouri's got 10 points tied with us. Alabama's got 8 points. Mississippi State's got 8 points. Mississippi State is playing LSU right before our match starts, about an hour before our match starts. And then we're playing Alabama. And then Missouri is playing Tennessee. So that kind of fares well for us. I believe Missouri's playing Tennessee. Let me check that. Yes, Missouri's playing Tennessee. Is that fair as well for us? Because it's likely that Tennessee is going to run Missouri out of the building. So we're really worried about Mississippi State and Alabama. And, of course, if Alabama gets three points, they will leap us with 11 points. And they will make the tournament and we will be left out. Mississippi State beats LSU, which might not be likely, but still it could happen. They will have 11 points. Either way, we're going to have to at least – we'll have to get three points. I don't think one point is going to do it for us because if Mississippi State wins, they could they would be tied with us if we if we got one point. Uh, so Auburn's best bet for the SEC tournament is to win and beat Alabama, Drew. Yeah, and, you know, this is what, what it's all about. I mean, this is how football goes. This is how uh, – just how it is around Auburn. You know, this is a big game. We've been kind of thinking about this game for a while. We're excited to have Alabama back on the schedule. We've played them an exhibition game, but not not like this in the regular season in a couple of years. So it's good to finish with them. But this is also something we got to get the job done. Uh, I'm I'm not super worried about this game, but Alabama has turned it on lately. So I think both teams know. I mean, they're obviously aware of the fact that they're fighting for their lives in this game on Thursday night. So I think it's going to be fun fun to watch for sure it's a little bit of a win-win for alabama and as far as their situation goes if they win uh not only do they uh get into the tournament they also play spoiler for us you know so they're really going to be motivated for us it's kind of a win-loss you know if we win we get in the tournament if we lose we're out you know and alabama gets all the glory so uh we really need to come out at least it's you know the good things that is at home we got to come out and score goals, and we can't fall behind. We're going to have to uh, score first and sit on that lead. I don't mean sit on it as in sit on a 1-0 lead. I mean score more goals, but we're going to have to keep that lead. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. And we can go ahead and hop into this. Uh, actually, I want to kind of kick off with something you and I have been tossing around uh, for the past week and just something we put out to uh, the E2C chat group there on Facebook. So go join that if you're not a part of that. But we're trying to think of something better than the Iron Bowl of whatever. Uh, you and I are both proponents that the Iron Bowl should belong to soccer. Uh, I, or not soccer, good gracious. That the Iron Bowl should belong to football. Uh, but not apply it to every sport. So you and I were kind of tossing ba ideas back and forth on our way back from watching the Ole Miss game this weekend. And we came up with four ideas, put them out for votes. Uh, I'm just going to read them to you right now. 
Yellowhammer Derby, the Heart of Dixie Derby, the Yellowhammer Cup, or the Heart of Dixie Cup. And really, what we were thinking with these is uh, a derby is something in soccer for you non-soccer people, especially in England. These are rivalry games. Um, Peter and I are fans of Chelsea. We had the London Derby all the time when we face other London teams, either just local proximity games and just a way to identify the fact that it's a rivalry game. So that's why we tacked Derby on the end of these. And we, we were trying to find the Alabama feel to it. And so we obviously Alabama being the Yellowhammer state and also the heart of Dixie being one of the slogans there in Alabama, we wanted to try putting these between with Derby and cup to see kind of what, what went well, trying to trying to go ahead and give this game a proper name, maybe a trophy down the road or something like that. That would be cool if that got picked up. But we're just trying to find something better than the Iron Bowl of soccer uh, because we don't like that. So far, our leading vote getter is the Yellowhammer Derby. Uh, so if you like any of those, uh, have your own ideas, please tweet us. Uh, send us something on Facebook. If you're in the Facebook Live group, go vote. If not, like we just want to hear your opinion on this. We, we think it deserves a proper rivalry title. Um, Peter, you got anything to add to that real quick? Yeah, I'm kind of partial to uh, the Heart of Dixie Derby. But uh, if you did do the Yellowhammer Derby, that could play into a trophy, you know, between the two teams. But, you know, we said starting out this this uh, season, we played four Alabama teams. We've already won in three of those matches. So we're three out of the four matches, and this is going to be the last match. So this is definitely the Heart of Dixie Der- Derby or the or the Yellowhammer Derby because we're, we're going for the full ownership of the state of Alabama. Uh, we played uh, UAB – uh, Samford and Alabama A&M this season. Now we're playing Alabama. So really we've kind of run the state and this is going to be our last opportunity to finally get that final win to nail it down that Auburn's the best soccer school in the state of Alabama. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking for the, these ladies to go out and become Queens of Alabama. And I think they can do it. Uh, so let's go ahead and hop into the game It is actually this Thursday. It's not going to be a Friday night game. It's going to be this Thursday on the sec network, prime time, 8 PM kickoff. Get to your TV. If you're in Auburn, it's at the Auburn Soccer Complex. If you're not going out there, I don't know what you're doing because we're facing Alabama. It's a do-or-die game. This team deserves your support. They're phenomenal. They're wonderful. Coach Hoppe leads that team well. We've seen her hit milestones this year. This team's already made history this year. This needs to be something you're a part of if you're in Auburn. I know Peter and I would give anything to be at that game. But we have life responsibilities, so we can't. So we encourage you, the fans, the students, if you're in and around Auburn, get there, please. This is going to be a a big-time game. Auburn needs to make sure this is a home field advantage game. Peter, you got anything to toss onto that? Because I know you, you echo that sentiment of getting out to that game. Absolutely. I've been preaching that all season, especially for the, the big games. Mississippi State, this Vanderbilt game, but... It doesn't really get any bigger than playing your rival for the play-in for the SEC tournament. And uh, if you can't get motivated for that, I don't really know what you can get motivated for. Come out, be loud, bring your noisemakers, your drums, uh, bring a stick and a, and a bucket and bang on it. Bring your vuvuzelas, whatever it is. Just come out and be loud, support these ladies. They always play better when they had the fan support. We saw that Mississippi State game. Vanderbilt was a loss, but they played a lot better. They were supported by the fans. And uh, I just want to see us get a win, get in the SEC tournament, and slate swipe clean then. Uh, we just got to win again. Yeah, and so this this Alabama team is 8-7-3 on the year. They're 7-3-1 and one at home, 
but the reverse fixture on away, they're one, four, and two. So Alabama's not a good road team. That bodes well for Auburn. If we can make this a home field advantage situation, I think we have the leg up. We have a we definitely have a player to watch over there for Alabama. Casey Casey Wirtz. Uh, she has eight goals on the year, and also Abby Boswell. She's kind of pulling the strings in the midfield. I think those are two players that Auburn definitely is going to key in on. They they have a leaky defense, so I think this is definitely something that can get this Auburn team back on track and kind of get them rolling again. Both their goalkeepers allow about a goal and a half a game, and I know you can't score a half goal, but you can kind of do the math. If they almost average two goals let in a game. Uh, they don't score an awful lot, but th- I mean, this is a team that that's going to be amped up just as much as Auburn is. So I think that's something we definitely need to, wor- to worry about um, and just to make note of. But I'll just echo it again. Please get out to this game, 8 p.m., Auburn Soccer Complex this Thursday. Uh, cheer them on. Peter and I are going to be watching. We're definitely going to be in tune to this game and just excited to see how the season turns out. And like we mentioned, just let us know what you think of the – the vote that we have for the naming of this rivalry game. If you have anything in particular, if you have any ideas of your own, we'd love to hear them. You can catch us. Where can they catch you on Twitter, Peter? Catch me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. Or you can catch me on Facebook on the E2C Network discussions page. Uh, you just hit me up there and we'll talk. Yeah, for sure. And you can catch me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop zero two. Uh, I'm also in the E2C live groups there on Facebook. If you if you need to get in touch with the E2C network, if you want added to any of those stuff, if you want to just do any of that, just definitely look up E2C, look up one of us. We will get you in touch and get you in there where you can discuss Auburn with Auburn soccer family and Auburn family in general. Uh, but until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?